morning, everyone. Welcome back. We are coming to you live from a beautiful Monday morning over here. Summer's in Philadelphia and beginning a brand new um, Musser week uh, with our daily Musser Vad class here in the morning. And we are still doing Or Yisrael. We finished last week Michtov Yudalid. This week we're going to be doing, we're skipping backwards, we're going to do Michtov Ches. It's a longer one. I would like, ideally, if we can have two more mikhtav and two more letters in before we call it, a, call it uh, Azman, before we finish uh, Arab Yom Kippur, that would be nice. This one's a little bit longer, I'm aware, um, but we're going to do this one nevertheless, and maybe we'll skip forward. This is a mikhtav Rabbi Yisrael is writing to his Talmudim in advance of Rosh Hashanah. He's writing this Arab Rosh Hashanah. Um, and then there's one more mikhtav that he has from the Aser made Shuvo. Hashem should give us the Siat Neshmai to see both. We may move a little more quickly through this one. And here, he just, it's very good to see this. He establishes a few of, of, of his well-known um, fundamentals in in uh, in, in Avoida and Kaychas HaNefesh in self-perception, um, more than self-perception, in, in um, the correct take on our standing and how to put, in, put, to, put into perspective w- what we have on our record and how to use that as a you know, means to really get into the, the, uh, the uh, proper, serious, and accurate take on, on just with our standings, our status, and our statistics. See, he says a few very... Um, again, the fundamental ideas over here that, uh, you know, we, we, he's going to share things with us that the Oilam perhaps has heard, um, me sharing with the Oilam as, as we've uh, gone through other Limud and the CS Sharm, Evan Shlema. We probably have shared some of these Yisraelis in, in different places, but the very, very Kedai Yisraeli, we've still put the whole idea into perspective for us. Again, how to look at our mitzvahs, really, how to look at our Averis, how to make the right call. And have the proper approach and perspective as we go into Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, where we need to be so serious about our records and our statistics, and where we have to make improvements. So let's see now Michtav Ches, and without further ado, we begin. We say like this: Medrash Rabbah Vayikra Perik Beis. Medrash Rabbah Vayikra says the following: Quotes a pasuk Chadashim Gam Yishanim Doidit Safanti Locha Pasuk and Shirashirim that there's the new together with the old. But regardless of whether it's new or whether it's old, I have concealed my beloved for you. Says the Medrash, what's this positive referring to? Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Yishonim. Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, those, that's what we call the old, the, the, the elders, the founders of Klai Yisrael. That's the Yishonim. Amram, Ben Kehaz, V'chala Kesherim, Shoyu B'Mitzrayim. Amram, the father of Moshe, the son of Kehaz, Moshe and that entire generation that's in Mitzrayim as we're getting ready to exit Mitzrayim and become a nation, those are the Chadashim. So the Medrash says the Pasuk is contrasting and comparing the Yeshanim, that's the fans of the Klaisol, with the Chadashim, the, the new generation of Klaisol that's waiting to emerge from Mitzrayim, from the Exodus, and to <clears throat> fulfill the legacy of the others. That's the Chadashim, the Yeshanim. And the Pasuk says, I've, I've Concealed and, and hung on to my love for you, my affection for you. The Medrash goes on. Chaburaz shel Moshev, Chaburaz shel Yeshua, the Chaburaz shel David, v'shel Chizkiyu Yeshanim. Another 
comparison and contrast over here. The assembly of Moshe, the, the assembly of Yeshua, that's the Zakanim, the elders, the Rabbana that worked with Moshe, with Yeshua, with David, with Chizkiah, those are the Yeshadim, the ones that lived in the times of, of, of Nevuah, of prophecy, of the Beis HaMikdash, of the Mishkan. And then, the Chaburosa Shal Ezev Shal Hilov Shal Rebiechem Ben Zakai, the assembly, the, the gatherings of everyone that came after the the era of prophecy, after the era of Nevuah, after the Mishkan and the, and the first base Hamikdash Shanan, the Tanoim, when we get into the era of Tereshabal Peh, of Chachm, as opposed to Nevuah, that's Ezra, Hillel, Rabbi Yechem, and Zaka, and Rameir, and his colleagues, those are the Chadashim. And the Pazik says that Chadashim Gam Yishonim, whether you're from the original founding era of Klaistral, or the transitional era of Klaistral, whether you're from the prophetic era of Klaistral, or you're from the the Tanaik Arab Klaistral, Doidi Tafanti Lach, Hashem looks at them equally with Doidi Tafanti Lach, I've concealed, hung on to my affection and love for you. Now we'll be so close to Gemara. Psachim, Rimgamlil, Hoy, Omer Koshalai, Omar, Shloisha, Devarim, Elu, Ba Pesach, La Yotzi, De Chayvasai, the Elu ain't Pesach, Matz, Umaror. Quote from, you know, and he's writing this Micht of Erev Rishashana, he yanks in something from the Haggadah. Gamliel says everybody at their Seder, at their Pesach Seder, has an obligation to discuss three things. Pesach, Matzah, and Moror. Pirsh Hashbam, Shalai Pirsh Taimon. Rashbam and Pesachim explains what does it mean that you didn't say these three things. It means you didn't explain the, the rationale behind it. You, don't, you can't just mention Pesach, Matzah, Pesach at that point, Matzah and Moror. You can't just speak it out. You have to explain why we eat Pesach, why we eat Matzah, why we eat Moror. And that's taka how we do it. In the Pesach Seder, in the Haggadah, we say Pesach Ashuma, Matzah Ashuma, Moror Ashuma. What's the rationale, the reason behind the Pesach, the Matzah, and the Mar? So we have to get into the, the, the reasoning behind it. Uvizais, be mitzvah halalu, bevadai, horishus nasuno, lasur velachur betaimein. So says Rabbi Yisrael, we see we have a heter over here, we have rishus from Chazal themselves, that here, these three mitzvahs specifically were supposed to actually get involved in the, in the rationale, in the reason behind it. Well, what's Rabbi Yisrael saying? He's making an interesting point. Um, there's always a, a shayla in the Gemara if you're Darish time of the Kra, not Darish time of the Kra. Rabbi Shimon Ben Yochi is, is Darish time of the Kra. Rabbi Shimon is Darish time of the Kra. He expounds the rationale behind mitzvahs, and as a result, he can make nafkaminas. The Chacham disagree. In general, mm-hmm. our approach always is we're not Darish time of the Kra. We don't. It's not for us. Not given to us to try to understand why are we doing. This mitzvah, the mitzvah of, of mezuzah, why are we doing the mitzvah of tefillin? Why are we doing the mitzvah of shiloh hakein? Our job is to fulfill the mitzvahs, even though yes, the Rishonim always provide us with um, with insights. The Rishonim are always giving us the ra- rationale and, and limudim. But the 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 um, responsibility that we have is to keep the matters very separate. We keep performance and understanding in two different places. We don't let one affect the other. Again, that's Rib Shimon who does that in the Gemara, and he's a Das Yachid. But our general approach is we're not Darish time of the Kra, even though the Rishim give us such beautiful insights in all these mitzvahs. To appreciate them, there's appreciation, there's performance. We don't we don't confuse it too. We don't say, well, in this situation, I don't, I don't appreciate it, I don't really get it. You're telling me that this, the rationale behind the mitzvah is such and such, I don't see that it applying over here. It doesn't make a difference. We, we have to separate it out. What Rabbi Zola is saying is Pesach Matzim Marar, um, if Rabbi Gamliel is saying, 
here you need to understand them, and the Rashbam is saying what Rabbi Gamliel means to say is here you have to send the Tam, then these seem to be three exceptions in terms of of um, keeping that distinction between performance and and the and the rationale, the the objective, the per- performance and purpose of mitzvah. Normally we make a very clear distinction between performance and purpose. But Pesach Matzah Mar, if Rabbi Gamliel is telling us we have to understand the purpose, it means performance and purpose over here. Lukuli are kind of blended. So says Rabbi Saul, Arishnus Nasuna Lasur Valacher B'Taimein. Then we have the ability in the Rishus and the and, and the um, where, 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 where we should even really attempt to do the best of our abilities to explore and investigate these three mitzvahs. The first question we have to ask is why in the Haggadah, if we're here to understand the objects and the purpose, they're out of order. It says Pesach, Matzah, Umaror. And we're there to understand the purpose behind each one and they have to do with the historic historic uh, um, events that each one is connected to. Historically, Maror comes before the other two. It's not Pesach Matzah. Maror, it's Maror Pesach Matzah. Right? Historically, Maror is al Shev Shevay Maror's Chayim, that life was very bitter in Egypt. It was, it was, it was, it was difficult. It was rotten. Then the Pesach is the current Pesach Matzah is the, the Layuchul Hismameah. We were left in a big rush. That comes last. Why is Maror mentioned last if Maror comes first? Haloya Maisa Hoya Behipuch. Historically, chronologically, it happened the other way around. According again to the rationale that the Baal Haggadah himself provides us with, Moror com- comes first. So why is Moror mentioned last? Because this is Rabbi Saul's opening paragraph. He's going to digress and go into a whole, we said, uh, you're going to get into some major, major Yesodis and understanding life, the universe, mitzvahs, averis, and, and uh, uh, eventually we will return to his opening question. But let's now follow along Grab onto Yisrael's uh, frock tails, kapota tails over here, and let's follow this journey that Rabbi Yisrael is going to take us on. Chazal Amru B'Kedushin, Chazal saying Kedushin. Okay, now we're going to, so we started off dabbling in Pesach a little bit, in Shia Shirim. Um, now we're going to jump into Elul, into Rosh Hashanah, into Mrs. Naveris, and, and the Siri situation that we all find ourselves in. So in Kedushin, the Gemara says like this, a person always has to look at himself as if he's exactly 50-50. The Gemara advises us. A person should always look at himself at every juncture, every situation that he's in, every temptation, has to look at himself as if he's poised, balanced exactly on the razor edge of mitzvahs and averis. 50% mitzvahs, 50% averis, famous Gemara. Ulufa Amim, and, 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 and that, that if a person looks at himself as always being 50-50, then that means that if an Aveira opportunity comes my way, I say to myself, if I do this Aveira, this Aveira is going to make me into a Russia if I'm 50-50. But if I don't do this Aveira, refraining from doing the Aveira is going to make me into a Tzadik. So every time a person has a, an Aveira or a mitzvah opportunity, if you're always looking at yourself as like, yeah, I'm a Benini, I'm 50-50, Every Avera, every mitzvah is going to be the one to swing swing the vote over there. Yeah, but how do you know uh, 50-50? You don't know. No, the Gemara advises us. You should always have that perception. That's how you should look at yourself. Only Hashem knows, of course. It's advice from the Gemara. The Gemara is giving us advice how to help ourselves overcome the Yetzirah. How to help ourselves do mitzvahs and not do Averas. How do we help ourselves 
By always looking at ourselves as 50-50. Um, yeah. So that's what the Gemara's advice. So now Rabbi is asking a basic question, like, give me a break. But we, we, a lot of times we know that's not the case, right? It's hard to play this game. Hard to play this game. The Gemara expects me to always play this game. Especially, let's say, let's say, let, let, let's, let's take this to, to an extreme. First of all, Sir Moshe is asking a question over here. The Gemara advises me, says the Gemara, I have great advice for you. You want to always know that you can overcome Averis and do mitzvahs. So always look at yourself as 50-50. And that way, if a mitzvah comes away, I can't do this mitzvah. This mitzvah is going to make me into Russia. I have to happen, uh, this Avera is going to make me into Russia. I have this mitzvah. This mitzvah is going to make me into a tzaddik. So Ramesh is asking, the first question is, give me a break. Sometimes people know that, like, you know, I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy. I feel like I, I don't feel like I'm a 50-50. So you really expect me to look at this Avera, this Avera is going to make me into Russia? I think I'm, Baruch Hashem, a good guy, right? I think I, I'm at least, you know, 60, 70% mitzvahs, right? I'm a bum. I'm not a bum. Or some people have the other perception. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to look at myself as 50-50. Ah, no. On a good day, maybe I'm like a, a 15% sadic, you know? 15%, maybe 20% sadic. But, uh, you know, I don't really view myself as a 50-50. I, I think I'm more of a Russia than a sadic, you know? I'm, I'm in big trouble. So you can tell me, this one little Kleinish mitzvah is gonna tip the scales and make me into a sadic? Come on, give me a break. I'm a 50-50. You go either way. And, and not only that, let's, let's take this even further, Ramesh's question. Let's say Taka, a guy's able to convince himself to always look at himself like he's 50-50. Like the Gemara's advice, right? And therefore, every time an Avera opportunity comes his way, he says, no, I can't do that Avera because it's going to make me into a Russia. Because that's going to make me, push me over the edge. So let's say in one day he has three opportunities in a row to do three different Averas. How's he going to make this worth three times in a row? One time, maybe, the first Aveira that comes his way. So say, if I do this Aveira, I'm going to make become a Russia. Because I'm right now, I'm 50 so I'm going to suppress it. Now I'm going to be a tzaddik. Five minutes later, another Aveira comes. So he's going to convince himself that, what did he do in the last five minutes that made himself into 50-50 again? He already tipped the scales. He already made himself into a tzaddik. And the third, and the fourth, and the fifth time in one day, how many times can he can he tip the scales? He already became a tzaddik that day, right? So these are Ramesha's questions. This is all, all this is what Ramesha means to ask over here. And Rabbi Sorel is on the same page as you. Rabbi Sorel is bothered by the same thing. Because as we said, Rabbi Sorel Salanter was not only the founder of the Muslim movements, but to be the founder of the Muslim movements, you have to be also practical, also in touch with people, with Yidin, with human nature, with the inner workings of the Kaychas HaNefesh. And Rabbi Sorel asks the same question. How is this practical? This Gemara is practical. We're always going to convince ourselves that we're 50-50. He says Rabbi Sorel. Very often, a person sees clearly that he's not 50-50, asks Rabbi Yisrael Salanter. I see clearly that either, you know, you're telling me, you know, that Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, Rabbi Cutler, the Chafetz Chaim really thought he was 50-50. The Chafetz Chaim really think he was 50-50. He was a big tzaddik, but he wasn't naive. Rabbi Cutler did nothing but learn Yerim and 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 uh, was Isaac on behalf of Klai Yisrael and did nothing else. You know, he really thought he was fifty-fifty. And you have a Russia who was decided to start trying to do tshuva. He really thinks he's fifty-fifty. The other way says if you saw this very very often, it's clear that that's not the case. So how can I convince myself I'm fifty-fifty? This is the opening question. Okay, Rambam Zal Kosav Hilchas Tshuva Perikimol. 
The Rambam writes the following in Hilchus Shuvah. Kol echad ve'echad b'mnei ha'adam yesh loy zechuyos ve'avoynos. Every person has merits and averus. Misha zechuyos of yeseirus alavoynos of tzaddik. Someone has more mitzvahs than averus, he's a tzaddik. Umisha avoynos of yeseirus al zechuyos of rasha. Someone who has more averus than mitzvahs, that he's a rasha. Okay, so so far the Rambam says. You have more mitzvahs than averus, you're a tzaddik. More averus than mitzvahs, you're a rasha. And presumably, if you're 50-50, then you are a benini. Says the Rambam, how do you weigh mitzvahs and averus? V'shikulzeh, this, this um, accounting, crunching the numbers to figure out more mitzvahs, more averus, is not counted in terms of quantity. Mitzvahs and Averis are not counted in terms of how many you did. You get the grand tally? Nope, 382 mitzvahs and 389 Averis. No, that's not how it works. Because then you'd be a Russia. You have seven more Averis than mitzvahs. But you do the count? 432 mitzvahs and 425 Averis. Baruch Hashem. I just squeaked by. Just barely squeaked by. I am a tzaddik. Says the Rambam, no. We don't count them up. You know, they have this, the projects that the kids bring home this time of year. You know, the Chuvah Tzvila Tzedakah projects. They have the scales, right? The kids bring these home? Of course your kids bring these home. Your grandkids will bring these home. That the scales, and on one side of the scales, there's the Shoifer and the Hanukkah Menoira and, um, and the Tubishvat platter, all the misses that we do weighing it down. The other side, we have all the Averis, right? And if we want, if we have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of mitzvahs on the scale side of the mitzvahs, so that weighs the mitzvahs down, and um, then, then the word tzaddikim. The Rambam says, no, it's not about how many mitzvahs I can put on that side. This is the right, he's quoting the Rambam. Excuse me. El lefi It's not based on quantities, based on quality. The intensity of the mitzvah, the level of the Averis, you can have one mitzvah that is equal to a lot of averis that will have the same weight. You can have one avera that weighs against many mitzvahs. The only one that knows the true way to make this call and to, to, to weigh things, to measure things, is God who knows this and nobody else. The Rebbeinu is the only one that knows how to count them up. It's not about the tally. It's not about the count. It's about the the level, the strength, and the intensity. And even that, the Rabbah is not clear. And he says only Hashem knows really how to measure them. Um, and the Rabbah doesn't tell us how Hashem measures them. But that's what Rebbe Yisrael is going to do. Rebbe Yisrael is actually going to give us an insight into how we measure, weigh and measure Averis and mitzvahs on a qualitative level. But the first thing that the, 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 the Rebbe Shol is doing is that it's definitely possible then, even if I feel I'm a good guy, maybe I'm taka still only 50-50. What does it mean? I, 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 I feel I'm a tzaddik. I feel like, come on, I'm not, I'm not 50% Averis. I do Averis, but listen, I'm 10, 20%, 25%, but I'm definitely at least 75% of a tzaddik. So as we saw Salanter, that may be true when you're talking about just the sheer count, the sheer quantity, but in terms of the real tally, you may have 15% Averis, 25% Averis, that way equal to the 75% mitzvahs. 
And you may really be 50-50 without realizing it. So let's see, Rizal is going to take us on an eye-opening journey over here to help us put things into perspective, mitzvahs, navirs, and how to understand how the call really is made to again help us get into that elo frame of mind of what is lying in the bounds. Bevadai says Rabbi Yisrael, Yesh bedavar bechinas rabbis. There's a lot of different details and aspects that have to be taken into account when it comes to making the count. Masha magdil erech hazchuyis v'havoynois. What increases the intensity and the weight of any particular mitzvah ravera? Unevar ma'at bechina echad. Says Rabbi Yisrael, for the remainder of this mikhtav, of this letter, we're going to get into one aspect, one aspect of Mrs. Naveris, which can amplify a mitzvah and make that mitzvah count way more than the aver, but it can also amplify even one aver and make that one aver count like three dozen mitzvahs. We're going to focus on one aspect of how a yid does Mrs. Naveris that has to be taken into account that we need to take into account. Again, the rest of this letter is going to be dedicated to one detail, one aspect of how to size up our mitzvah verse. Says Rabbi Solanter, Kinoida, it's well known. Ki mitzvahs nerochos neged sarkiumam. Mitzvahs are weighed and and um, tallied based on how difficult it was to do the mitzvah tsar. And we know the the famous statement of Chazal, Kemaimer Chazal, Lefum Tzara Agro. Famous statement from Chazal, Lefum Tzara Agro, the reward of the mitzvah is based on the difficulty that I had in doing that mitzvah. And the harder that it was for me to do the mitzvah, the more reward I get. What Rabbi Saul is saying is the harder it was, the more tsar, the more discomfort, the more pain, the more that throw me out of my comfort zone, the bigger of a mitzvah, the much bigger mitzvah. It was harder for me to do it. Sometimes I can do the same exact mitzvah two different times. I can come to Shir, I can come to Seder, I can go sit and learn, I can go to Davening, I can go to Shul. The same mitzvah of going to Shul that I do two different times, that look the same. I came to the Shir this morning, and I came to the Shir yesterday morning. I came to Shachris today, I came to Shachris yesterday. It looks the same. Nevertheless, as far as how difficult it was for me to do it, there could be a thousand degrees of difficulty separating the two. A thousand degrees of difference. You could have a guy, again, who went to sleep on time the night before. He wakes up refreshed. He wakes up happy. He had a great day the day before. He had a very successful, productive day. He goes to sleep feeling good about himself, he wakes up feeling good about himself, like a million bucks, he comes to Shul early, he goes to the Shir. You could have a guy who had a miserable day the day before. He lost a lot of money, Chas Shalom. And he had health issues, and he had to take one of his to the hospital, Chas Shalom. And he got into a big fight with his wife, Chas Shalom. And he went to sleep really late at night because of all of his sorrows, Chas Shalom. He got one and a half hours of disturbed sleep, and another one of his kids got up in the middle of the night, vomiting. And he had to go take care of this kid. Then he got into another fight with his wife in the middle of the night. He was going to go take care of this kid who's vomiting. Chas v'shalom. And all the chas v'shalom's in the world. And he wakes up the next morning, 6 a.m. After an hour and a half of sleep, after a rotten, miserable day where so many things went wrong. And he looks at his watch and says, My Gemara is in 20 minutes. My Gemara is in 20 minutes. I could go back to sleep, get another, I get an hour's worth of sleep. And one day I'll skip this year. 
And, and I really deserve it. I had such a hard day, such a rotten, miserable day. But you know what? I'm going to push myself. I'm going to go to the shir anyway. He dragged himself out of bed. This Yid, who ostensibly, we, we see him come into the Daf Yomi shir. We see him come into the Araisa, Amid Yomi Psachim shir. The same, it looks the same way, two days in a row. There could be a thousand degrees of difference between these two performances. The, the Kailing command that makes it on time to Seder two days in a row could be two totally different mitzvahs. It looks the same. But Lufum Tzara Agra, the difficulty that went into it makes it two totally different mitzvahs. And says Rabbi Saul, he uses the term a thousand. He's not exaggerating any over here. Not exaggerating when he says a thousand. It could be a thousand degrees of difference. This second mitzvah, I came when it was difficult, could be a thousand times more of a mitzvah. Kichol Dover Tizchalik L'chagalokim Dakim Verabim. Every mitzvah breaks down into all the details, all the pirte protim, all the circumstances that went into that mitzvah. As we said, you know, what kind of a day did I have? On, on, on what level? With health and with wealth and with shalom and with sleep. All that's taken into account. All the details are taken into account when it comes into any mitzvah. Everything factors in and becomes a property of that mitzvah. The discomfort, the pain has to do again with all the different circumstances. Someone that under a certain set of circumstances learns for an entire era straight. He had clarity. He was he had he was in a, a clear state of mind. No distractions, says Rabbi Yisrael. Nothing was on his mind. He wasn't up against himself. He wasn't up against distractions. He didn't have any discomfort, any real obstacles that he had to overcome in making himself sit and learn for an hour. Nothing was really distracting him getting in the way. We can have another Yid who, again, a different time in his life, he wants to sit and learn for that same hour. could be the very opposite. It was like he was like weighed down with sandbags. He couldn't like, he couldn't like, just couldn't get into it. He maybe was in anguish, in, in mental agony and suffering, physical discomfort. Is this going to be weighed and judged the same type of learning for the same hour, even though time-wise, minutes-wise, with the same 60 minutes? Certainly not. It's two totally different hours. The, 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 the learning that actually happened during that hour is incomparable one to the other. In other words, what he had to overcome. And, and uh, 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 by extension, the learning that he ended up doing, the and this is the same uh, shikul, the same outlook that has to be applied to all mitzvahs. All mitzvahs, you can never compare one hour to the next. Rousseau is basically saying, every, every, you know, we as human beings always have so much going on, so many details always have to be taken into account. We can really say that I never have any two hours in my life that were the same exact two hours. I never had two first seders that were ever the same two first seders. I never had two night seders, two myers that I had to go to that was the same exact um, circumstances that were pulling me this way or that way or the other. No, there's always different things going on. It always changes the nature of the mitzvah that I'm about to do. Therefore, when I actually do the action, if I force myself to go to that myrav, in this set of circumstances, as I do in that set of circumstances, be two totally different myers. You know, I have nothing going on right now. Um, no kids to watch. My wife is visiting her parents for a whole week. I have the house to myself. It's all quiet. 
There's nothing stopping him from going to the nine o'clock Myers tonight, right? Great, that was easy to do. But you can have a night where everyone's clutching and crying and I already took my shoes off and I'm tired and, you know, there's so much pulling me back and that's why I force myself to get out to that nine o'clock Myers nevertheless. It could be again. Merchak Rav. Vast gulfs of difference separating the two. You can't compare one to the other. Says Rabbi Yisrael. V'chein b'inin ha'averis. Let's go a little further before we call the day. When it comes to Averis, it's the same thing. Now here, we're used to hearing L'fun Tzara Agra when it comes to mitzvahs. But what about Averis? So here Rabbi Yisrael is beginning to throw a lot of ingredients into his cauldron over here. He's beginning to cook up a whole brew. A whole brew. And here he's going to say a famous Yesoid that maybe we're not ready for this when it comes to Averis. Listen to this. Tizchalef oinshom l'fi geder eretzar meniyaz ha'averis. The oinish of the Avera has to do with how easy it was for me to avoid the Avera. How easy was it for me to not do the Avera? How tempting was the Avera? The Avaveris that would not have been so hard for me to walk away from that, that Avera. And yet I do it anyway. The Avaveris that are very difficult to, 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 to say no to. Just say no, right? Not always so easy. Sometimes there's a lot of peer pressure. Sometimes in a, I'm in a bad place. I'm emotionally down. It's hard to say no. But sometimes it's very easy to say no. The Aveir that you do under two different sets of circumstances are two totally different Aveiras. The easier it is to avoid the Aveira, it's going to be much worse than punishment. It's a much bigger Aveira if it was easier for me to avoid. And Rabbi Yisrael brings a proof of this. This is his famous proof. He has a Gemara for this. The same way we know everyone knows Lufun Sarah Agra by Mitzvahs, Rabbi Yisrael has a proof that the opposite is true when it comes to, to Averis. Kemaimer Chazal Menachas, he has a Gemara for Menachas. Tanya, Yermeir, Oimer, Gado, Einshah Shalav, and Yeshem, Einshah Shotcheles. A Yid who doesn't wear white strings is going to get a much greater punishment than a Yid who doesn't put on the blue strings on his tzitzis. A Yid who fails to wear white strings is getting a much bigger Einish than the Yid who doesn't put Cheles on. Why is that? Which one's more expensive? You guys ever looked into Cheles? The blue ones are much more expensive. Yeah. The, Gemara, the Gemara says, the, we talked about this when we had the Tchelish here a few weeks ago, right? A few months ago. The Gemara says, that only the, these fish, the Chilazan, only comes out once every 70 years, therefore it's quite costly. Quite costly. Um, Tchelish is quite costly. It costs a lot more to do Tchelish. So, which, you know, which, it's not very, let's say, to wear a four-corner garment without white, and if I have the ability to put on blue, it's not very to not have the blue also. Which is the Avera that is harder to resist? Which is the Avera that's a bigger Nisayan? Which, which is harder to, which is the bigger challenge? The blue or the white? The blue is more challenging than the white, Right? Because the blue is so expensive. You expect me to pay $500 in but the white costs a dollar. It costs one buck to get the, the, the white. So you're going to get punished much more for the white, not having the white, than not having the blue. It's true for every Avera, you got to get punished. Whether in this world or the world to come, the punishment of the Avera is going to change and shift based on the temptation. How hard was it for me to resist? How hard was it to not do that Avera? And 
if what if it wouldn't have been so hard for me to not do the aver and I do it anyway, I'm going to get a much bigger einish because the tsar was less. A person can do the same Avera two different times with the same exact Avera. I say Lashon Hara. Say Lashon Hara that I shouldn't say. I said the same piece of Lashon Hara, two different settings, two different times, two different groups of people. There could be a thousandfold difference between those two Lashon Haras. It could be a thousand degrees of separation. Based on how easy it was for me to avoid that Avera. In other words, you could have a situation where I'm caught up in a bad company and everyone's saying Lashon Hara and they're all, I feel a lot of pressure, I feel a lot of peer pressure and, 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 and they're, they're, they're looking at me funny askance like, who's this? You're Fafrumter. You know, you're, you're, this is Mr. Frummy. He doesn't, you know, uh, we know that you know something about so and so. It's so hard, Teresa. It's so hard not to say Lashon Hara. And my social image is so important to me. I'm having a hard time. They're making fun of me. I don't have the big, the best self-esteem. And boom, the Lashon Hara comes out. That was very hard to resist. Or you could have a guy who's just schmoozing with his friend, a casual conversation. They're talking about whatever it may be. And I remember a, a juicy Gishmaka piece of Lashon I don't have to say. He's not asking me about it. He doesn't even know that I know. It. There's no peer pressure. And I say it anyway. It was much easier for me not to say that Lashon Hara. It looks the same. But this one could be a thousand times worse. Because it was a thousand times easier for me to avoid it. So, we'll stop over here. We'll continue with this tomorrow. Again, Rabbi Yisrael is establishing his frightening Yisrael that there's a corollary the same way Lufum Tzara Agra exists by mitzvah. The, the, the more pain, the more gain by the mitzvah, so too, the less pain, the more pain by the Aveiro. Okay, we'll stop over here.